0: Welcome to Second Opinion, the reviews show here on the Nexus. I am your host, Ryan Rampersad, and today I will be joined by Ian Arbuck, who has had Pixel phones, and we will be discussing the Pixel 4a. Find the show notes for this episode at thenexus.tv slash SO103. Hey, Ian! Hey Ryan, how's it going? It's going all right.
1: I am really excited for this uh, this review because, like, I'm always on the lookout for mid-range priced phones for my family to buy. Um, and uh, the Pixel line, I mean, I've been I've been hanging out in like the more flagship priced, you know, Pixel phones. I had the Pixel two and the Pixel three, um, but you've actually been using the the Pixel four a for what
0: like a week or two now? About about two weeks now yeah you know it is interesting uh the the pixel history between the two of us and then of course the ironic nexus history between the two of us and even the broader network you know we've been doing this since the the pixel four days i mean the nexus four days like i don't even know what they're called anymore (laughs) because they're all kind of the same but they're different so the nexus 4 kind of set all of this into motion for us uh but there were pixels i mean nexuses before that and like that that was uh the Nexus four was one of the best phones that anybody ever had, and uh of course, the Nexus Five, which we'll talk about later in our review here, but like wow what a what an amazing uh journey this has been of all of the uh increasingly high, high, high prices, and now suddenly something reasonable yeah it's,
1: i I didn't really think about it until just now, but like you kind of jumped from the the Nexus line over to. Uh, getting Samsung's pretty pretty consistently right when the pixel line became a thing, right?
0: yeah, so I bought the first gen pixel the, that was the pixel one, and you know at the time I spent just around nine hundred and sixty dollars after tax, and I found that to be pretty close to crazy uh <laughs> and now think about when that was, so I think that was two thousand seventeen, possibly either sixteen or seventeen. We can look it up and post that's not gonna happen by the way. And and so when you think about that, a thousand dollar phone in those times, you know, three years ago, that was still fairly unusual. Like that was not normal, uh, you know, especially for a phone that wasn't spec or you know can, built to order very heavily. Um, I think I got the higher storage tier on that. That you know, it was a fine phone. It didn't have really any um interesting features other than being a Pixel, and so it, maybe it had a slightly better camera on average than others. But it certainly didn't have unique screen tech. It certainly didn't have unique really anything. Uh so the next year I bought the uh, the Samsung S8 and Um what... By the
1: By the way, confirming 2016 was the Pixel.
0: Uh, ah, real-time follow-up, perfect. Uh, from our own co-host. Interesting. Um, you know, the the S8 phone from Samsung, like what a what a what a better value. It had a unique design, it had um obviously better year over year internals it had things in the os that were different enough to be interesting and it almost didn't matter because you put your launcher on it and stopped mattering um yeah just just a better value at the time for you know roughly the same price so like why not try it and then you just kept doing that year over year because you just flipped those phones back to samsung and you you get half off or Mm -hmm. so well enough about um that let's uh let's prepare for the next 1.23 hours approximately and um <laughs> talk about the pixel 4a you ready i i'm so ready okay well let's begin this journey with the pricing okay ian how much did this cost so this uh <laughs> i mean you've got
1: so many different options to choose from it's uh it's 350 dollars for the base price mm-hmm. and that's it that's the oh, only option. There. That, that's it. There's
0: only one skew. <laughs> yep.
1: Yep. Whoa. So not, not even, like, not only did they decide, okay, we're going to have only one screen size, only one storage space option, they also decided there's only going to be one color option. So, yeah. And of course, that it, color was just black. With a cool little accent color on the power button, but we'll talk about that later.
0: Yeah. So, you know, it's interesting that there's only one skew, but the, the whole the whole thing, you know, is sort of suspicious there where there's supposed to be other skews maybe but maybe they decided oh let's um let's not do that because covid hit and we didn't actually manufacture any of these cuz everything got delayed who knows now it, does anybody mind that there's only one SKU well the SKU that they have is pretty good so i i feel like it's fine in this case
1: yeah and and i definitely like i can appreciate it as a kind of public facing like cost saving measure as well you know um, like, like, I understand that Google is going to have to do certain things in order to keep this phone lower price than, you know, a lot of its comp- the competitors, um, and having one SKU is like, I mean, I'm totally fine with that if what I get in exchange is a slightly cheaper phone.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. So at 350 I mean, I feel like that's... A pretty good fair price especially when you're getting all of the hardware that's in it within reason i mean you're not going to be getting uh you know uh, uh, iphone 12 you're not going to be getting you know uh, a galaxy note 20 ultra you're getting a mid-range device for that price but it's g- a good mid-range
1: yeah and i think it's really really encouraging to see good phones coming out at this mid-range price again because like for the last few years I've I've kind of been at a loss for like what phone to recommend to people who don't really care about having like the latest and greatest flagship phone, you know? Yep. What do I do? Do I do I recommend them uh, a one or two year old flagship device? I mean, that's not really feasible in the Android space because then you're not gonna have uh updates, you know, after what, one year? Maybe maybe you even buy a, a device that isn't even supported anymore. Like that's that's not really a good option in my mind um so yeah having having these mid-tier devices coming out uh and you know is is great um i also i mean even for my parents who like their budget they can they can barely uh imagine spending more than 200 dollars on a phone like i'm still kind of looking around for like what's what's the good stuff there but you know nobody likes talking about two hundred dollar phones anymore
0: it's also a little hard to to talk about the two hundred dollar phones because you get into this sort of wishy-washy territory of well it's not that great so like save up some more and get something that is better and so when you look at the moto line the moto g line they do have some options around that two hundred dollar range but something better -er, then is just fifty dollars away and you know then there's something better after that as well and eventually you crawl back up to the 350 mark and here we are today yeah. um and you know i totally would love to review some of those moto g phones uh, Our actually our good friend matthew petchel actually did buy a moto g stylus i don't know what number that is it's one of the recent ones so maybe there are seven or an eight and he he finds that it performs very well, and it actually outperformed his uh, Pixel 4. Oh. So. Wait. That's that's intriguing. Hmm. Yeah. But, you know, I think one of the things that's interesting here, you know, when we look back at the past, um, uh, and you know what we always say here on the show, Ian, uh, what's old is new again. You look back at the Nexus 5, and that's actually the same price that the Nexus 5 was originally sold at. 350 Yeah. Which is what...
1: You know, one of the major things that made it such a popular device.
0: Yep. So, so. W- when I think about this, I think it's it's probably won't, won't be as popular because there are some drawbacks. Um, and we'll talk about that here in a little bit. But it's pretty close to that. Let's talk about the display. um, And, and kind of like the bo- the body and the shape all at once. Because they're all kind of related. Yeah. Like at this point in time, displays equal body uh, for the most part today. Kind of. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um wow, it is tiny. I I See it's funny you
1: say that because like I look at all of the numbers associated with this phone size and I think that's a really reasonably sized phone.
0: <laughs> well, I I agree. Now, it's reasonably sized coming from, you know, somebody who's been using reasonably sized phones for quite some time. Now, where I I uh, I also have here in my other hand of course the Note 20 Ultra, which is monstrous. In comparison, <laughs> uh, like a six point nine inch or a six point four nine inch phone versus a four point or point six seven inch phone, that is a inch and a bit difference. That's enough to notice it physically to hold. But you know, coming from the S twenty Ultra, my previous mainline phone, the the biggest difference for me is the weight. Uh, it's so light you can actually just hold it. Um. It's not, you know, it's it's something you can just you can fully you know wrap your hand around it. It's just incredible. Like I haven't done this with a phone in years.
1: Yeah, I can definitely I I can definitely tell you that it would feel right at home in my hands because like, you know, I had the Nexus 5 and then the 5X, the Pixel 2 and the Pixel 3, you know, I never got like the XL sizes of any of those. Um and the body size uh it, for the Pixel 4a is is practically the same. Uh, as the pixel three, and even in terms of weight they're they're pretty comparable as well there's just, they're just a few grams off from each other
0: and what's really cool is the body size that we have listed here in our show notes it is really for the most part the entire screen, so what you see there is what you're really getting with that screen size, and that's just so it's it feels so modern uh you know compared to some of the older pixel devices that had the chins or foreheads or notches even so what a what a nice design that somehow Google figured out how to make this one time. And can you imagine <laughs> what will happen if they don't do this for their following phones? Like, this design is perfect.
1: It would be really weird. Oh, yeah. it would
0: be. It would be very Google, though. When we look across, you know, phone ecosystem here, the, the comparable iPhone is maybe the iPhone 7, which is SE2 size. Um, They're all the, kind of the same category. iPhone 8, um, SE2, iPhone 7. They're all kind of the same. It's that size,
1: but without the massive chin and forehead above and below the screen.
0: Right, exactly. So it it still feels more modern to, to a person than, um, you know, if, if you had to buy an iPhone SE today, which have those. And it's always interesting to think that Apple didn't just put a notch on one of those and just get rid of all that junk at the bottom. But, you know, there's always the next five years. Um. Let's see. Special display features. Uh. You know. It's a. It's a pixel phone. It has. Um. You know. Ambient display. It. Um. Doesn't have a built-in fingerprint reader. Uh, reader on the display. So that's good. It has one on the back. So it actually works. Um. <laughs> you know. There's no notch. There's no. There's no weirdness. It's just. It just works fine. There's a little. Uh. Front-facing camera in the corner. Um. Little, a little hole punch. Yep, hole punch, looks fine, you know, it gets out of your way pretty, pretty much all the time. It is kind of interesting that they uh, do have the software bump out the time in that in that left-hand side, you know, pretty far away from it. So, you know, at one time I thought, why is the time way over there? What is that thing? Oh, it's the camera.
1: It is so weird seeing, like, screenshots from other people's phones nowadays because everybody's, like, the, mm-hmm. you know, that top notification bar is just, like, all over the place. <laughs> so. How's the battery on this thing?
0: You know, it's really interesting. The battery is fine-ish. So I've, uh, you know, it's hard to say for sure because I'm not doing my normal work day out, out of the house, but if this is the new normal work day, then it's great. So let's see, <laughs> it's, it's about 6 p.m. as we record this today, Ian, and I woke up about 7 a.m. today, and so I'm just hitting 69%. Oh, wow. Uh that's really good. Yeah, it's great. And my my phone usage of course is different than it used to be in 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 the house. And uh also in in amusingly that is with some significant Google Maps usage. Uh 42 minutes of Google Maps. So that's unusual. Usually Google Maps just kills your phone. So that's that's it's doing real well in that. On the other hand, it does have kind of a small battery. And so it's not microscopic like the old days, but it's not you know a whopping 5000 battery size. So, you know, it's fine. I think it's it's good enough. If you're if you're going to do a lot uh of, you know, movie watching or video watching or uh y- I don't know if you ever use a Google Duo call, but if you do that, <laughs> it'll just kill your battery. But that's just what that app does.
1: Now, once you do need to charge it, um, we've got just one option. We've got the USB Type-C port down there on the bottom. Uh, there's no wireless charging.
0: And I, you know, I it, it's funny because I never used to care, but it does seem like something that needs to kind of trickle down into lower-end devices. So it's not really a higher-end specific thing. Um, it it, uh, it certainly helps uh people who have these lower ed devices, especially as these devices wear the uh charging ports become loose or, you know, ineffective entirely, having that yeah, secondary sure. option can really be helpful. And it's also just nice to be able to, you know, kind of reduce the wear and tear on the whole phone in general. Uh but yeah, nothing nothing special in the tape C category. You know, it does have an interesting port though, Ian. I believe it's called um I think it's called a like a headphone that what is it called, Ian?
1: A three and a half millimeter headphone jack?
0: Yeah, I think it has one of those. It's right on top. It's weird. Nice.
1: I do. I love the note that you wrote here in in <laughs> our show doc. I had to reach over and pick it up to recall if it did have a headphone jack. It does. And I even said while while writing this, "Oh wow,
0: it does." <laughs> yeah, I sure did do that. It <laughs> it's funny because you know you buy these thousand dollar phones. And they don't have headphone jacks. And you know they don't because everybody whines and moans and complains. But then you buy this $350 phone and nobody even mentions it in any review. As much
1: as I complained about it when I got my first phone
0: that didn't have a headphone jack, like, I really don't
1: miss it anymore. Yeah. Um, but, like, having to use a headphone jack comes up super infrequently for me. Um. You know, when I, like, riding my bike it's better for me to not have wired headphones. So like yep. I would be using Bluetooth anyway. Uh, and yeah, it's, it's, I do, I do feel like they should put the headphone jack at the bottom of the phone if they are going to put one on there, because like when then you, you put just it slide in it pocket, in, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yep. Um,
0: yeah. The, the other reason I like that it has a headphone jack is when I think about giving this to somebody who's less technical than I am, my mom has never successfully paired Bluetooth with anything, so i can't it it wouldn't be reliable to force that on to somebody I think, so having that uh headphone jack option is is good for for normal people,
1: yeah, and I suppose asking asking you know your mom to like have an adapter with her at all times never gonna is happen. also unreasonable
0: <laughs> right, so what would happen in that situation is uh you know we would buy the adapter. And I would basically tie it to the headphones that she uses. Uh, and I would have to buy multiple adapters because one won't be enough because she'll have headphones in this room and headphones in that other room. And so, you know, it'll just be adapters tied to other things and it'll yep. just be a mess. So, one for
1: the aux cord and you're in the car and yada yada.
0: Mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh, you know, speaking of sound, though, you know, it is interesting. This this little little phone, it actually kinda actually does have a, a size deficiency. Because it's so tiny, they did not have front facing speakers on both the top and bottom, like, you know, other Pixel phones may have had in the past.
1: Yeah, and I think that's that's um fine. So I have I have the Pixel three and like that was they, they they started with the, with the display on the pixel three they started pushing towards you know this edge to edge display but they didn't quite take it all the way it still has like a slight chin and forehead mm-hmm. and i'm pretty sure that the main reason they did that was because they wanted to have these like proper dual front-facing speakers on the pixel three which is definitely something that i value a lot like they sound great um and looking at at pictures of like the speakers on the pixel 4a which are dual uh, speakers there's there's one up in the earpiece and then one down at the bottom of the phone but the one at the bottom of the phone is like a downward facing speaker yep. instead of front facing uh which which like makes me really nervous
0: yeah you so if you hold your phone up and you're just holding it against you to balance it you'll cover that bottom speaker or if you have um you know if you have your phone in your hand like maybe like maybe one of your fingers could cover that speaker down there somehow but you know realistically i don't think that's a big deal i think the bigger deal is just the speakers are so tiny anyway it's just a little tinny it's not very mm-hmm. filling and i don't know if it had been front facing it wouldn't really made a big difference if it had still used the same kind of speaker
1: yeah yeah i don't i don't know anything about like what decisions they made for the internals um but like i've i have been consistently impressed with how loud and full the the sounds that come out of my pixel 3 speakers get um you know I, you can um, even like you can feel the whole handset like vibrating yeah, from yep. the speakers
0: <laughs> now this can do that too but you know at that high that max volume level it, it it kind of sounds terrible so don't do that um but on the other hand you know this can totally survive just fine you know if you're if you're uh sitting in a heavy fan room or you're uh driving along and you don't pair it with your car or, you know, use your aux port, you'll still be able to hear things. It just will be a little quieter and or a little tinny, but otherwise it's fine. Uh, Let's talk about the buttons, Ian. Um, It sounds like there's not much to talk about here, honestly. (laughs) There's there's a mint green power
1: button. Yeah, that is kind of exciting. So, like... This this is kind of a hallmark of like the Pixel line is every year they seem to have at least one of the color options on every model has like the the power button is like a complementary color to the rest of the phone. Yeah. And every single year the color options that that have that cool power button it's never the color option that I want. <laughs> no,
0: I uh, you know and imagine um you know imagine a, a different future where Google had actually not resold Motorola like twice somehow and they oh, actually sure. still had Moto Maker. Imagine this little cute phone, and you could actually customize it somehow. So like you could customize the black the backplate, you could customize the front rim, and you could customize the power button and volume rockers. You know, with whatever color sets they had in, you know, wouldn't that be fun? Like you could have a nice, you know, black and red and blue Nexus style phone. That could be fun.
1: Would be fun. Probably not there probably wouldn't be an option on the one phone that has one skew.
0: No, but... there'd be a billion <laughs> skews in that situation. But yeah, so that's 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 fine. Uh let's see you know, the other button of course it has is this uh, volume rocker and that's fine, but you know the both buttons are on the same side of the phone and that's really weird to me still.
1: Yeah, I don't know why everybody started doing that, but like it's been ages since I've seen an Android phone ship that has like the the volume buttons over on the left hand side.
0: Yeah, I, I I haven't noticed it lately either, and I, I I guess I'm used to it now, but it's still weird. Uh, you know, yeah, this is one of those phones that doesn't have a uh, fingerprint sensor in the screen. That's a nor does it have me.
1: like you know face ID. Which is also
0: good, because that never worked in the uh, (laughs) Pixel 4. That was awful. Um, But, you know, it has this fingerprint sensor in the back, and it's refreshing of how reliable and perfectly useful it always is. It's funny how that works, right? Can you
1: confirm for me one of my favorite features of the the fingerprint sensor on the back is being able to, like, swipe down on it and get your notifications to come down?
0: You know, I... I bet that exists but I probably either didn't turn it on or turned it off.
1: Yeah, it's in the settings under like gestures or something like that.
0: I will never find it while we're talking about it. So, let's just go with possibly. <laughs> it does say swipe fingerprint for notifications and if Perfect. you do it it works. So, yes. Uh settings search. You heard it here first, it works. Okay Ian this is the moment of truth where you have to talk about the camera Excellent It's fine Okay <laughs> <laughs> I you know how is it right I mean you know compared to all of these other phones that I use like the pictures look fine um you know the the big the big uh, camera kerfuffle of the last phone season was the Galaxy uh, S20 Ultra uh because it had this really soft focus because it had this crazy megapixel lens and mm. uh you know camera sensor this has just a regular camera one regular camera it looks like there's two on the back because they put the flash in the opposing corner uh and it's kind of one module encased in glass uh it takes fine just just totally fine and adequate pictures it takes pictures like a pixel um my mom has a pixel 3a It takes pictures just like that. They're fine. They're perfectly fine.
1: Yeah, my understanding is that it's using the exact same hardware, the same sensor that they've been using for all of the Pixel phones since the Pixel 2. And, you know, of course, like they ship the same software for for processing all of those photos with all of their phones. So uh, in theory, you should be getting like the same quality photos in the pixel 4a as you'd be getting in you know the flagship pixel 3 or pixel 4 or whatever um so that that's and and like that is i think really the difference between buying a mid-range phone now in 2020 versus buying a mid-range phone back in 2012 13 whenever it was that the that the nexus 5 came out right because, like, one of the sacrifices that we made by choosing to buy the Nexus 5 was, you're going to get mediocre pictures.
0: Right. And, I, you know, at the time, I don't know if I even would have said the Nexus 5 was mediocre. There was, uh, you know, I, I don't even know what year that was now, but that was a little, such a long time ago.
1: That I definitely, I definitely noticed that, like, taking pictures in low light sucked.
0: Yeah, but don't hardcore. you think every phone probably had that same issue like even with an iphone what five maybe wouldn't have it also sucked there too you know i can't really <laughs> i can't really tell you because the nexus 5 was my very first phone <laughs> yeah exactly so i i i don't know either uh the nexus 5 was my second phone really uh that's not definitely not true that's but let's not pretend. true <laughs> let's pretend for the sake of argument um <laughs> Yeah, you know the the pictures are fine. It works great in the dark. Um, you know, I took some pictures of the the park a few nights ago, and I was just doing some, you know, just playing around with it. If you take a picture with regular mode, and you know it's really dark, you're gonna see nothing. But it is pretty impressive of how night night sight, the uh, you know the night picture taking mode, it yeah. somehow by magic brightens everything up. Do the pictures look really weird? And does it look like there's a spotlight randomly in the middle of the forest. Yeah, but it's cool. Uh, you know, one thing I noticed though is when you're taking even regular pictures, especially if you're in the house or just in not what I would call low light, but maybe it thinks it's low light. Sometimes, uh, it will just chug on processing for a long time. And it's usually, it usually says HDR processing. So it's doing that specific extra mode uh but yeah it, it just feels like it takes a long time sometimes
1: yeah hdr so a few years ago they they made the switch to like okay hdr plus is going to be on by default for every single picture that you take not just the ones where it's like where where it really really matters um and that that's something that i remember from the pixel 3a was uh you know everybody talking about oh yeah processing for these photos takes a lot longer for this mid-range hardware to do rather than, you know, for the, for the full flagship ones that have that specific like pixel core or whatever they, they called that, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, now I'm, I'm, I'm having flashbacks to my days with like my, my Nexus 5X where if, if the camera app like got killed by android you know because it was taking too much memory uh while it was still trying to process a photo i would just straight up lose that photo no and that that's hap- crazy yeah yeah and that and that happened a few times god bless those my motorcycles um <laughs> <laughs> uh and and that happened to me a few times because like you know when, when i'm taking pictures uh quite often i'm i'm also like recording on strava and i've got google maps navigation going and i'm like playing some music or a podcast or whatever and then i you know try to go and take a photo and the, and the phone's just like i have two gigabytes of ram what i can't can't do it <laughs> something's something's gotta go
0: <laughs> yeah no that 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 would be an, an inexcusable trade-off today so it's good that that phone or this phone the 4a does not do that now well, I, I, I
1: mean, <laughs> I haven't used your phone, Ryan. I like, I feel like your picture taking doesn't put it through the same paces as my picture taking does. Um, so
0: I, I have plenty of apps running at the same time. Don't worry. All right, fair. Yeah, they're they're all there. Uh, I have four chat apps constantly going.
1: I think this does segue us nicely into the into the specs, though.
0: Yeah, it does. Like, let's talk about that processor from the Snapdragon. What number? Snapdragon are we using here? Uh 730G and
1: you're going to have to explain to me what the heck that means.
0: Yeah, it it's pretty pretty crazy. Now remember the good old days of the S4 Pro? No. Okay. Well, that was uh <laughs> <laughs> fair, fair, very fair. The S4 Pro was the processor in the Pixel, I mean Nexus 4. It's very hard to keep these straight the Nexus 4 had the S4 Pro. Uh yeah, maybe that's right. Okay, so then Sam or uh then Qualcomm thought, "No, this this the lineup of S4 Pro is too confusing because now there's a bunch of them." So now let's rename the lineups to these 800 and 600 and 400 numbers. So there was going to be three lines. And so 600 was going to be kind of the mid-range, 400 was going to be very budget, and then... 800 was going to be flagship premium. Mm-hmm. And of course, the Nexus 5 had an 800. It had the 800, the first 800. 800, as in 800. Uh, then, you know, many, many years continued and suddenly Apple had the best chips out there and Qualcomm had slight, slightly to much worse chips. And the 800 line had its ups and downs. The 810 uh A20, A21, that was sort of a rough time for Qualcomm. Lots of heat, lots of uh power usage. Uh, you know, in during that all, that whole time, of course, there was the 3G 4G transition. Uh, so 4G kind of killed battery life there and, you know, Qualcomm of course bundled the the modems with that in some cases and in other cases they didn't. And so eventually the 600 line, which was uh, at one time the mid-range, transitioned to this new 700 line. And the promise we were all told and all sold was, oh, well, you see a 700 chip? Well, imagine that, but as an 800, but with the 600 power efficiency. Okay? Okay. So imagine a 730 being equivalent to an 830, but with the efficiency of a 630. That was what they tried to sell it as. Well, here we are. And I think it kind of is that. But it's more its more like a 600 all the way around. <laughs> okay. Uh, and the G is supposed to mean better graphics. Sure. Uh, it's not a powerhouse, and you can just tell. It is nowhere near as smooth as one of these flagship Samsung phones that I also have nearby. It's nowhere near as smooth as an iPhone, even something like an iPhone 7. An iPhone 7 still totally just beats it in terms of fluidity. Um, you know, like that gesture that you use to send a, an app to the home screen, like just to go home, right? So, like you just yeah. swipe up in the bottom of the phone. Uh-huh. Well, the 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 gesture to do that, you can just see dropped frames on occasion, all mm. the time. Um, and this is
1: a sixty hertz display, correct?
0: I believe so. And, and yeah. you can you can just you can just feel that there's a little bit of hesitation. Um, you know, things that open instantly uh, have spinners in in this phone. And so that could be a combination of, you know, hitting the disk or something else. But it seems most likely related to the processor. It's not the best processor. Like, that's just that it just has to be a fact. And then it it's fine. Will a normal person notice or care? That's the real question. Right. I, I would like to have some more hands on time with a... Uh, a modern Motorola G, Moto G phone, because I don't know if um somebody would notice there. My mom uses the um, Pixel 3a, and what chip did that have? Like a 650-something? So, she never complains about it, so maybe it's fine.
1: Are you... So, your. are other phones that you've experienced like the the samsung notes and you know s8 Mm -hmm. and whatever um have those any of those touched on like having high refresh rate screens or have you have you been pretty consistently using 60 hertz displays
0: well that is a good question you ask so the s20 ultra has a 120 hertz screen and it's just locked to 1080 always on and the note 20 ultra has an adaptive uh 120 uh when it needs it and 60 when it doesn't so i am spoiled by that
1: because I, I hear that that makes yeah that makes a big difference in your perception of like how fast a phone is is yeah uh performing yeah
0: yeah for sure and i have even on previous samsung devices turned the animation speed to be faster not sure if that means the multiple is lower or bigger or not. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know it 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 you just notice that it isn't as fast though, and so whether yeah. that's the screen or the processor, and I think I still think it's the processor due to due to all of those loading uh spinners that I see all the time, well I mean it's fine for normal people, I think, but that just means that this phone won't be a five year phone might not even be a three year phone because it's if it's already this slow today and it's on like the border of noticing well, like it's going to be no- more noticeable in the future. And of course, right. this doesn't launch with whatever new Android features come out later this year because it came out now instead of later. So, uh, yeah. You know, so it's a it's, uh, hit or miss. And so I think it's, you know, laggy enough for me to notice now. And so maybe the 765 that will come out with the Pixel 5 later this year will be better. But it's kind of a shame that this didn't get something better as well. Now, I am uh, pretty encouraged
1: by the fact that it has six gigabytes of RAM, which is like perfect you know, the, number. Oh yeah, the 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 Pixel line for years now. Like every single year that they come out with a flagship uh, phone, you know, you look at it and you go, "Why? How how can you justify keeping your your flagship phones at like four gigabytes of RAM and charge me nine hundred dollars for this?"
0: Well, um, the justification was not a good one, but the idea was that uh, the Google was trying to pretend to, to to be pretending to be Apple. Right, uh, you know, optimizing when you have and
1: integrating the hardware with the software.
0: Pretending, because it never was true. Yeah, uh, no. I there's mean, only so much <laughs> you can do when half the apps you use have nothing to do with Google, and the Google apps really do not follow any principles or guidelines. <laughs> so, yeah. But yeah, this, like, six gigabytes of RAM
1: feels like an appropriate amount of ram for the mid-range price point in 2020
0: yeah i don't think i have experienced i'm just paging through all the apps of course here that i have on my phone uh i don't think i experience like you know out of memory reloads very frequently um the apps that i do feel it more in are probably like the chat apps which are well known to balloon in size relative to how many you know things you have signed into slack or how many discords you have (laughs) so that kind of makes sense though um but when i open things like twitter or you know twitter or or hacker news like those are fine those those load pretty quick so um yeah usually the memory is fine it doesn't seem to be running out too frequently the the tuning is good on this one that's good uh, it is funny though when you when we look back at the Nexus Five like we talked about earlier. Well, the Nexus Five when that came out at the same price, it only had two gigs of RAM. So what a what an improvement. Uh, you know the other important thing that a phone needs to have is good storage, and that's because anytime you have to hit the disk, you're going to be hitting that storage. And so the Pixel Three A from last year had eMMC storage, which is much slower than Regular good storage. It's like the old school solid state memory. And so now this is using uh UFS storage, and it's actually using what I think as an appropriate amount for today's ecosystem size. And that's 128 gig. Yeah. What do you think I, you think about even,
1: that? I so given that this is at the mid range price, I would have even been satisfied with 64 gigabytes, I think. Um but I'm definitely not complaining about having 128.
0: Yeah, so my mom has had her um, Pixel 3a since uh, launch day last year. Uh, and she actually, uh, two weeks ago, just hit uh, almost out-of-storage Morning messages for the first time ever. Uh, because, you know, she'd taken enough pictures and downloaded enough apps or whatever to actually run out of space, basically. And so she was at uh, 60 out of 64, or some number close to that. So... That's amazing. I know, and, and I had to hit the free up space button, which did something magical inside, and more space was here. So it is really nice that Google somehow figured out how to include some more storage in here of a good type. Um, and it, it really is just so important, because if you're taking pictures or you're getting updates from the store or you're playing games, anytime you do something that isn't already in RAM, you're hitting that disk, and having reliable disk speed is crucial.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think I think having the the fast read and write speeds is more crucial than having 128 gigs versus 64.
0: I think I think having a phone at this price point lasts for more than 2 years having that extra storage is really helpful too. Uh, yeah. What is funny though is I do notice for some reason I don't know if it's the the Audible app in general that's just crazy. Whenever I hit play it 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 um no other phone does this for me. It will do a spinner whenever I hit play, as if it's like, how do I find where to play on the disk? That's not (laughs) what storage is supposed to do now. It's supposed to be instant. Stop that. Uh, Okay, Ian, let's talk about the software, because I haven't used the stock Android phone in a while. (laughs) Welcome back. Yeah, it's weird. Um, Yeah, it's not actually that weird in retrospect, because I put Action Launcher on all of my phones. Same and I change Action Launcher to be different enough from the default Action Launcher settings now because, you know, our our good friend, the developer of Action Launcher, uh, Chris, you know, he has, over time, decided to make it feel pixely, but I do not agree with those changes and have not over time, so I set it to be kind of the way it used to be uh, and, and kind of just suit my preferences now, so... Yeah, it's uh it's interesting. You know, it feels yeah, like every I, other I, phone I use at this point.
1: Yeah, I I guess like I wouldn't be using Action Launcher if I didn't want it to be radically different from, you know, the stock launcher. So, I'm Which right is funny though,
0: because the the way it comes out of the box is it's very much like the Pixel launcher just with a couple of extras. Oh, I just figured it out. I just figured it out he's
1: marketing it towards people who are using like the samsung yeah. phones, the lg phones that have like, you know, that people who aren't satisfied with what those launchers look like and they
0: want to have a pixel launcher. <laughs> Which is funny cuz I do that too but for in a different way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, That's there's great. something in the middle there. Um so, you know, I change enough of it and so it you know, it's really hard to talk about the software on these phones these days because you don't really care. The launcher is I don't know, like a tenth of your experience with the phone because normally you're in the nine other apps you use, but it's something you can change now and has been for many years. You know, in the old days when people used to complain about TouchWiz, they would always see, look at the you know, like that uh, grid of icons. So you you can see when you pull down the, the tray, notification tray. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. They all look kind of the same now. Like, I don't know. It's fine. Yeah,
1: and and if we if you want to hear more substantive you know discussions of like Android the operating system you know version ten that we're on currently, um, I reviewed that last fall. So we'll put a, a link to that review in the show notes. Um, and of course, Android eleven is going to be coming this fall pretty soon here. So uh, if you if you're interested in hearing about that in the future, uh, subscribe to the show.
0: Yeah, and and you know what? I will even put it on this Pixel phone that will get it, presumably on day one. Wink, wink, Google, yeah. and uh, you know we can we can uh, give it a, give it a try. So you know updates. Hey, you know what? You know what, Ian? This phone will get updates. That's really weird, huh? I never thought that's about amazing. that. Amazing. That's weird. I for, don't know. For three whole years. Oh, that's just insane. Yeah, okay. Uh, The software's fine. As I said earlier, the stuff lags a little bit. Things load for a little bit longer. But, you know, it's fine. Software's fine. It's it's a phone. They do that. Uh, You want to talk about some issues real quick? Sure. So, in my week-long test, it's...
1: Wait, are we talking about like, um, your issues or issues with the phone? The
0: issues with the phone. Okay. Yeah, my personal issues are out of the bounds of even this episode. It's I think I need a whole network to work those out. Um, <laughs> so during my week-long test, which turned into two weeks because I'm too lazy to swap sims again, a um, couple weird things. And um, one of those things is I had to uh, go on a, a, a wee bit of a drive on a very long detour to get to the airport earlier this this last two-week sprint. And I had uh, an interesting issue. I lost GPS twice on that drive. Whoa. And uh, you, and I, I don't know if you heard about this, but um, tinkering with your phone while you're driving is dangerous, and don't do this. Uh, so I tried to figure out how to restart my phone without looking, and that was a real challenge. Uh, luckily, I had a break midway through, so I you know, was able to safely restart and relaunch Maps. Um, sometimes, you know, it's possible that, you know, the internal GPS mechanism could just get stuck and have no way to reconnect. So a restart could help, but then it got lost again and it just failed to connect. And so that was kind of a bummer. And, you know, I haven't, I don't go on many drives these days because I'm pretty much just at home. So I don't know if that was a fluke. It didn't seem like on any other occasion that I've ever used this phone that it had a major GPS issue. Nobody's, um... I haven't seen this comment go off like other issues the Pixel phones have had in the past uh, on Reddit or anything. So it could have just been a fluke.
1: That's something that you should be able to notice just by like opening up the Google Maps app and like you know like keeping an eye on your little blue dot to see if it like is moving around erroneously or if it has like a super huge circle around it saying like I'm not sure where I am.
0: It hasn't seemed to be that way. I use. you know, I use the location fe- sharing feature with you all the time. Yeah. Um. I, I'm am I at home? I think I am, but it's hard to tell from other people's perspectives because I have like eight phones here. So. <laughs> um. Yeah. No. It's it's just a weird issue, and so I thought I would mention that. The other weird issue, and the one that's more annoying in actual like day to day working at home use, is this crazy shadow uh, auto auto brightness issue. So here I am in the office, and the light is in the middle of the room, and so my head blocks the light from the phone's perspective a little bit. Now, when it does that, and I'm just staring at my phone right now in the same position I am always in at my desk, it will do this crazy thing where it will go up to, you know, good brightness. It'll be fine for 10, 20 seconds. And then it will think, oh, I don't need to be that bright anymore. And then it'll drop down to, like, min brightness, basically. And then it'll think, oh, it's not bright enough. Let's raise up the brightness again. And it'll just keep doing this over and over and over. And no matter what app I'm in, whether it's a dark screen or a bright screen, if I'm in this room with the overhead light on, it freaks out. And it will oscillate between the two brightnesses. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I know I I don't remember if it was Android 10 or Android 9 when they introduced this kind of new this new version of the like auto brightness algorithm. Um but I remember there were a lot of people who did not like the way that the that the new algorithm operates. Um so I'm wondering, yeah, I don't know how much of what you're experiencing there is like specific to the hardware of the Pixel 4a cuz I I believe that the the uh brightness sensor is actually under the screen now. Yeah, so
0: um, that is actually a trend. So with all of these new hole punch style phones that are coming out, uh they all have their little brightness sensors and proximity sensors and you know most of all the sensors under the screen and what the phones do is they toggle real quick on and off the pixels above them. And so I you know I still wonder if um like, maybe they're not toggling off enough of the pixels in fear of somebody actually noticing that quick toggle, uh, and that causes it to freak out. Yeah, so that that's a
1: possibility, or it might just be that, like, you know, you're experiencing the the stock Android... Uh, brightness algorithm for the first time and it's you know it's way different than what you're used to on the samsung phones
0: well Um. it's it's way different in the sense that it's unacceptable and it's basically broken (laughs) now it's interesting too so if i if i take this phone and i go outside totally fine doesn't do this crazy weird thing it's only here in this room in this particular lighting situation so yeah well, I mean,
1: have you heard that like the sun is unbelievably insanely bright
0: i you know I haven't heard that because I've been in my house for the past seven months. <laughs> um yeah, so those are really the only two issues um and you know if I had to rank these issues in terms of importance, neither would be very high. Final thoughts, Ian here we go uh small, good value. I wish Google had done this from the start. Does that seem fair?
1: yeah, oh yeah, I think that the 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 nexus line really shone back when it was yeah mid-range prices with like flagship near flagship quality phones and so seeing seeing google return to that paradigm you know consistently this is the second year that we've gotten a mid-range pixel phone from them um i think that this is really like like the 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 flagship pixels have been quite good um with the exception probably of the pixel 4 uh, but you know the the like I th- I feel like they can really make a name for themselves and differentiate themselves from the competition, uh, in this mid range market.
0: Yeah, one hundred percent. Uh, you know this is the new you know this is the the twenties version of the Nexus Five, right? Uh, you know people will be looking at this cute little phone here for the next three years, saying, "Wow, that's that's a good phone." If only they had done that for the past ten years. Uh, no, you know, we'll see later this year in, I don't know, October timeframe, you know, if the Nexus, I mean the, wow, see, I can't do it. I can't do it again. If the Pixel 5 will actually be, you know, noticeably better for the double the price, basically. So if you think of this as being 350 almost definitely certain that the uh, Pixel 5, I did it right this time, will be about $700. Maybe they could, maybe we could be surprised and it could be 699 for sure that uh will it be worth that extra price will it be extra will it be will be worth double basically uh you know i I think it'll be a hard 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 hill to climb for them yeah so let's think about that here for a minute what what uh what could you offer at that same price ratio right i think that's an interesting thing to think about well it's hard to imagine uh samsung ever you know delivering something like that because uh, the whole samsung line right now is cursed to high price points for no reason uh surely the s series shouldn't have been starting at a thousand dollars and then climbing from you know 999 all the way up to what 1599 last season that was insane and the note line is no nothing to even get me started on right now we'll, we'll get a review for you later on that in the month
1: yeah i think the i think the only thing that they're really justifying for their price is the folding phones that they're doing because you know that is like novel enough new enough technology that it's like oh yeah that makes sense to cost a a pretty penny
0: and 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 so that phone uh for for the listeners who uh don't uh like to fold their money and put them into a large burning pit is uh two thousand dollars
1: Yeah, I'm not saying that I would spend all that money on that phone, but
0: <laughs> <laughs> like oh, so that's, it's that's, reasonable. That's the one that I can
1: I can actually understand why it costs that much.
0: Yeah, right. So it's it's uh, that's a that's a big big one. So Samsung is cursed right now. So let's not go there. Okay, but how about Apple? So like the SE two, you know, if you if you're already in the iOS ecosystem, then don't get this. Get get an SE two because you like that size, and and, and surely the you know, iPhone 8 internals will survive another few years and you won't even notice the difference. Um, And, you know, that seems fine. Okay, maybe, or if you don't like um, the iPhone SE line for whatever reason, then maybe consider like a Moto G like we talked about earlier. And maybe those are even better for your particular use case because maybe you don't like how small this phone is. Maybe you're not like Ian and you actually have giant hands and uh, eyes that can't see and so you need that tablet sized phone. Um okay, well the Moto G phones are for you then, right? Okay, well let's continue on. Um maybe we don't need to imagine too far Ian. Maybe it is an iPhone 11 that we're actually trying to compare. Um you know that non pro iPhone model your number. Um cuz it's a an incredible processor that'll last for years. Well, that's not going to happen because we know that the iPhone or the the Pixel 5 We'll have a 765, so that's not going to happen. So we can cross that one off. <laughs> um, we know it's probably going to have either 6 or 8 gigs of RAM, but it doesn't matter because, you know, the Android optimization is can only go so far, whereas the iPhone optimization is just so much better for whatever reason. Um, you know, it'll probably have less storage because Apple does want you to, you know, upsell the, you know, the SKU numbers. Um, probably. But the cameras are really good on the Pixel phone, so maybe you're going to buy that better pixel instead of this better iphone uh because the camera could somehow be way better than this one yeah that's i mean thinking about the fact
1: that they've that they've been using the same camera hardware for all the pixel phones up to date like and and have just been riding on the fact that like they can make the software processing better and better and better um it it seems to me that like the logical step for the for the Pixel 5 to make it like be an an outstanding like camera option would be to put a new sensor in there and also take advantage of, you know, that history of of software development that they've been doing.
0: And that makes sense.
1: Have have we have we gotten any leaks about like what the Pixel 5 is going to have in there?
0: Well, Ian, uh I have bad news for you. Oh. Um According to the leaks that I've read so far, and of course, you know, leaks are leaks, so they might not be true, but the leaks that we've seen so far, they say that 765, 6 or 8 gigs, and a Pixel 2 sensor. Hmm. How is that? What, what, What am I buying here? I don't know. Maybe I just bought this again. So maybe the Pixel 5 is you buy two of these. Um... Yeah, isn't that isn't it weird? Um so where is that phone Google? Where is the where is the value in the phone that has doubled this price? What do you do from here to make it better but also not pay the Qualcomm tax for a real chip? I don't know the answer yet. Maybe we'll find out. Uh maybe next year the the year of the um 5a and the Pixel 6, like the naming conventions have are out of whack now too uh maybe next year all of this will make sense because maybe uh google will have switched to their own chips or balcom won't be a monopoly anymore you know maybe there's a lot of things we can hope for in 2021 yeah <laughs> yeah so you know i think um i think this is great you know this phone is good for a variety of people um you know i think you asked like what what do you, what do we how do we feel about only one SKU existing? I think it's fine for a mid-range uh option. Uh you know in a, in you just a few weeks we're going to be getting a, a kind of more two more SKUs in a way if you think about it. We're going to be getting a 5G model that is physically larger and we'll also be getting this double priced um Pixel 5 option that will do something somehow better than this somehow. So maybe those are the other, other SKUs. You cannot possibly call the Pixel
1: Five another skew of the Pixel Four A. Why not? That's absurd.
0: <laughs> Why? Why not? It, it is an unknown marginal difference in betterness. Why isn't it just another <laughs> skew? It's the f- Pixel Four A then. All right, right.
1: I think I think I think you need to go to bed.
0: Okay, okay. Um. So so to, so to in, to end all of that up, uh, you know, we started this episode by talking about the Nexus Five. The Nexus Five was sort of this perfect phone when it came out. Because it had a great shape, it had a great sensor, had a great processor, had a good enough ram somehow at two gigs, and it was just good. This is also just good, just like it's just black <laughs> okay um hey Ian, do you want do you want to close out the show here Sure, uh,
1: so thank you for listening to this episode of Second Opinion. Uh, Ryan, where can people find you on the internet?
0: Hey, well, you know, you can find me just about everywhere with all of my phones, uh, but especially on my website, ryanrampersaid.com, and of course, on Twitter, at Ryan Amar. And you can find me on Twitter as Ian R. Buck. Second Opinion
1: is released under a Creative Commons attribution license, so feel free to use any or all of this episode as you see fit, as long as you link back to the original page, which, once again, is thenexus.tv slash 103 if you would like to discuss this episode with other listeners you can do so on our subreddit at reddit.com slash r slash the nexus tv And if you are willing and able to support us financially as we continue to make technology-focused podcasts, you can do so on our Patreon at patreon.com slash TV.
0: You know, I've got two notes for you listeners. Uh, Go to the Reddit and chat with me about this phone. I have it here in my hand. I don't have to give it back to anybody because I physically bought it myself. It's mine. So just chat with me. Ask me all the questions you have. Uh, and then for all of you, uh, the Samsungs and Googles and Apples out there, just send me phones, and I'll just talk about them. That's fun. Until next time, have a good one. Have a good one.
1: The Nexus. The Nexus. The Nexus TV. Podcasts from the, the technological, technological convergence. convergence.